The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Hey guys, it's Gabby and welcome to What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Gabby. I'm the founder of What's Gabby Cooking, a food website. I'm a best-selling author and now I'm a podcast host. What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking related questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry and so much more. Plus, every episode, I'm going to be highlighting a super cool company that's doing awesome things in terms of home delivery, since we're all limiting the amount of time we spend at the grocery store. So without further ado, this is What's Gabby Cooking in Quarantine. Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited today to have Ben Jacobson on the podcast. He is the king of salt. And I feel like we've had so many questions over the past couple weeks, months about what kind of salt to use, when and where and how and why and all the things. And so Ben is here to give us all the details instead of featuring a company at the end, like usual, let's just all go support Ben and buy all the salt. It's incredible. We are obsessed in the wet scabby cooking household. So let's get into it. All things salt with Ben Jacobson. Hi, Ben. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Gabby. I am so excited to talk to you. I have asked my audience many questions and salt is like a hot topic in the What's Gabby Cooking community. So (laughs) we are here and we are ready to roll. So you are based up in Portland, Oregon area. All the headquarters are around the area. Tell me how Jacobson started, like when it started, how you decided to start it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're based in uh, Portland, Oregon. I started the company nine years ago in August, actually, this coming August. And we're the first to harvest salt in the Pacific Northwest since Lewis and Clark, which is crazy to think about. Um, but, you know, in the, in the U.S., salt had kind of been an overlooked industry for decades. During the Industrial Revolution, salt was kind of commoditized and became way less expensive, but also the quality just kind of went down. And you look at every other country in the world and every other country in the world uses really good sea salt in their everyday cooking. I lived in Scandinavia and Denmark and then in Norway for about five years and found out about good salt there. And then I moved back here to Portland and was blown away that great salt wasn't being made in America. And um, so I spent two and a half years trying to figure out if it was possible and then how, and then tested 27 different spots of water from Southern Oregon coast to Northern Washington coast with the idea that, you know, if a winemaker wants to make the best wine. She'll use the best grapes she can find. And I want to use the best seawater. And some people think salt is salt, but you know, good way to kind of illustrate this is when you're eating oysters in LA, you all live in LA and, or if you're eating them in Oregon, wherever you can oftentimes get, you know, assortment of different oysters. And genetically speaking, those are all the exact same. They're all Pacific oysters, but the only reason those oysters taste different and are shaped different and are different sizes is the seawater that they grow up in. 
Oh, cool. I didn't know that. So yes, all salt is salt. And people ask that all the time. Like, But in your opinion, not all salt is created equal, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Again, a good way to illustrate this is go out and buy some Jacobson salt, please. And then use the salt that you might already have in your cupboard. And that might be a Morton's or a Diamond Crystal Kosher. And take a tiny little pinch of, the, of each of those salts and taste them side by side. And you yeah, will tell the difference, difference immediately. Yeah, you know. So... I, I mean, I know, and I'm a diehard fan of you guys. And I grew up, I want, we'll get to this in a minute, but we grew up only having like table salt. Uh-huh. Same, same here. And now if I'm at home and I like open my parents' cabinet and there's no like Jacobson or anything that I'm like, I'm, we got to go to the store. I'm like, we cannot <laughs> use this mom. It is not okay. So let's give people like an overview of the salt world. What are the primary different kinds of salt and what do you use? Like flaky, sea salt, fine salt. Like what do you use each for? Good questions. Um, let's see here. So all salt is sea salt. That's a common misconception that, you know, sea salt is different than table salt. Table salt still originates from the sea. It's just mm-hmm. highly, highly processed. So all salt is sea salt. Even Himalayan salt is sea salt. It's just been, it's an evaporated ocean. And so that's, you know, solidified and and then broken down mined and then, uh, and then you put it into your food. Americans are generally used to kind of kosher salt. Americans now are becoming a lot more familiar with finishing salt. And we can talk about like, so kosher salt is for seasoning, brining, baking, boiling, that sort of thing. Stuff that you use during the cooking process. So all of your recipes. But then, as you know, finishing salt is used at the very end. So your food is generally either plated or it's in a you know casserole dish or whatever it is. And um, you sprinkle that salt on top. And what happens is you get a really nice textural contrast with that salt. And you actually taste the salt in the food a lot more than you would if that you were to blend it into the food that, um, while you're cooking, as we did with kosher salt. And so right, and because it's flakier? Yes, absolutely. You get yeah. a nice delicate crunch. Mm-hmm. And would you say it is a mistake or a waste of money to cook with finishing salt all the way through? <laughs> One could view it as such. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as you're using a good quality salt all the way through, I think you're, you're fine. That being said, I challenge all of you all to taste, you know, this salt that we all grew up with next to a mm-hmm. good quality sea salt, like a Jacobson's kosher sea salt and taste the difference and you will taste it immediately. And so on the topic of table salt, I mean, like we don't even own any in our house. We don't, I haven't bought it since I went to culinary school 100 years ago, but <laughs> that's not true. In, <laughs> it's not, I mean, in my mind, <laughs> I remember when I started cooking and my mom was like, you got to get some iodine in your diet. And I'm, I'm like, no, you don't need any of that. Like, is that something that's added to the salt? Yes. Typically or that? Okay. Yeah. So but it's not in the new amazing world of salt. We don't put it in, correct? Exactly. So iodide was added to sea salt, to cook table salt, to um, prevent goiter mm. and, uh, and a slew of other things. Now that we have access to more nutritious foods and leafy green vegetables and that sort of thing, iodide actually occurs in all of those. And actually the FDA requires all salt companies to put on the front of their, on the very front of their packaging, not even on the back, but the front, the salt does not contain iodide and necessary nutrients. Hear that mom? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So good to know. No one's missing out on anything if you're not having iodized salt. Yes. 
Do you salt your food? Like I salt my food start to finish during every step of the process because that's how I like to layer flavor in. You're the same way, I'm guessing? Yes, absolutely. Are there any foods that you don't salt while you're cooking them or anything like that? Because there some people, I don't find this, but like some people say don't salt mushrooms until afterwards because they don't cook as well or anything like that. I don't adhere to any of those rules, but I wanted your professional opinion. Well, I mean, you have... A heck of a lot more training than I do, um, uh, having been to culinary school. I think the one thing that pops up into my mind that I don't salt while cooking, and this may be incorrect, so you tell me, but I don't salt beans, like dry beans when I'm cooking them, until after they're already done cooking. Because my thought on it is, and perhaps it's incorrect, that I don't want the salt to leach moisture out of the bean. Oh, interesting. What do you think? Well, I actually, I don't salt my beans until after I'm done cooking either, but not because I've ever thought about it before. I always just forget to put, like, I do my beans in an instant pot and I'll add like cumin and paprika and bay leaves and la, 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 la. Uh And then I always forget to salt it. So when I taste them afterwards, I'm like, oh, put on the salt, put on all the things. But I don't know the answer to that. I think as long as it's delicious at the end, when you put it on the table, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In your opinion, since you are the king of salt and have all of your salts probably in your kitchen, how many salts does a normal person need to have on? And what are the two or three like starter salts from Jacobson that everyone should go out and buy as soon as they listen to this? <laughs> I think my kitchen, you know, basic pantry staples are our pure flake finishing salt, our pure kosher salt. And then I'd say one to two of our infusions. And I think the the infusions that really kind of ring out, stand out to me are, are our black garlic salt. And we ferment Ooh. our garlic from scratch and we blend it up into the salt and it's like caramelly and garlicky and sweet a little bit at the same time. It's crazy. It's really good. And then our rosemary salt. And especially in the springtime, it's so good. It's uh, You can make it like a, a roasted lamb or roasted new potatoes with lots of olive oil and uh, that rosemary salt. Yes. It just packs a ton of flavor. I want to order uh, your ghost pepper salt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just need like this, but, <laughs> but it would be so good. Okay, so... Are there any other little salty nuggets of wisdom or salt myths that you want to dispel before before we tell everyone where they can find you? Salty nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> Let's see here. Well, I think a common misperception is that you shouldn't eat too much salt. And, you know, I think that, yes, you shouldn't eat too much of anything. If you're eating too much ice cream, it's probably not a good thing. Or But an occasional um, little bit is, is okay. And, and you actually physically need salt to survive. The body sweats out salt, we urinate salt, and so we need to replenish that. And without salt, we don't perform the best that our, our, our bodies kind of have genetically, you know, grown to. Maybe that's why I'm such an incredible athlete, because I eat so much salt. Totally. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I, hey, I mean, you're also in LA too, and you know, that's, it's hot there, right? especially right now. And Yeah, you're sweating a lot. You sweat it all out. Yeah, it's important to oh replenish my gosh. that. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the podcast. Everyone listening, you should go stock up on all the incredible salts your heart desires. You can go to jacobsonsalt.com. I personally own most of them. Like, actually, I don't know any of them that I don't own. I am a huge fan. Thank you for hanging out with us. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. And and hope you all stay safe. Truly, thanks so much for all the support. Um, It means a heck of a lot. So I really appreciate it. 
All right, that's it for today's What's Gobby Cooking in Quarantine podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future until quarantine is over. <laughs> if you have any questions that you want answered, give me a call, 888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you have a super cool small company you know about that deserves to be highlighted, leave it as a voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Gobby Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out whatsgobbycooking.com and I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye.